Everybody's <laughs> yelling at me. I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't do well. I don't do well with confrontation. <laughs> you strut yourself around like that. I mean, you're kind of asking for it, really, at this point. You, you shouldn't be wearing a hot dog costume yeah. if you don't want it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm only human. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. Um, I just noticed on your intro, I think it was one of the first times I noticed a slight New Jersey accent to your voice. Oh! <laughs> I, I, the first time I've noticed that. Wow, uh, Where? What, what was it? What did I say? Uh, it was like... Uh, I, I can't do it. I'm not great with accent, but it was like the wel- or hello and welcome to like Rec Podcast. I mean, it was there was a, a twang, a New Jersey twang in your hey, voice. Hey, fuck you! Thanks for listening to fucking Rec Podcast, you cocksuckers. <laughs> hey, thanks was- for joining the fucking show. Walk your dog. Go to the mall and drink some coffee. Listen to Rec Podcast. <laughs> Stromboli, spaghetti. Stromboli. Now, now, is Stromboli just pizza? Because that's a, no. Uh, I've I've only seen Stromboli in one place, and to me, it just looked like pizza. Get it, get out of here! Forget what? about it. Stromboli, just pizza. Look at this guy. Hey. <laughs> what? So what is Stromboli? It's, fu- it's fugazi. It's fugazi. It's All fugazi. Right. It's a what? What is that? A punk band? I'm not. I'm not familiar with fugazi. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have other albums. <laughs> They're very good. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering if I ever do. I ever sound Canadian? Do you ever hear it in my voice? <laughs> no, but, well, because I was just doing a Canadian accent before the show. <laughs> First of all, your Canadian accent is a blend of a Minnesota accent and a, yes. Chicago, and a Chicago accent. Yes, well, it's because I know the <laughs> Chicago accent very well because I used to live in Chicago. So um, that I just go with that, you know, northern classic, Midwest yes. accent. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> but I even noticed, like, I've been to Minnesota a couple times, and I'm like, ooh. But no, you do a, you say those things Minnesota you Min- you just said uh, Minnesota. I say it because it's fun to say Minnesota in a certain way <laughs> yeah but even but a lot of your O's are like that are they yeah all right I'm because I, I you know I think I just speak like a regular you know. and every once in a while you drop an A in there I do drop a lot of A's that yeah. that I know that I know um, so, but it's yeah it's like little things like I might say like a bag of milk or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it in when we're talking about school, like uh, you'll say like the eighth grade or like the fifth grade. I'll say yeah. grade five or grade uh, eight. Hmm. Um, so little things like that I find uh, interesting. Anyways, um, that's all I have. Who won your election? Is the country still there? Um, yeah, actually, cri- in a in a in my opinion, a crazy turn of events. Uh, nothing changed. Uh, oh, every, everybody everybody was upset at Justin Trudeau. And uh, he lost the popular vote, it sounded like. And uh, yeah, and I still, saw some of my Canadian friends tweeting about it. So, 
in Canada, everybody gets their panties in a bunch if they don't live in Ontario, where I live, the, the center of Canada. Uh, the real Canada is Ontario, and then everything else is just kind of like, you know, your, your version of, country. Yeah, your version of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, kind of part of the U.S., you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, so like, literally... Like colder, ever, so really like Alaska. More like Alaska, yeah, you get, you get a point there. Um, but like, literally every other province in Canada voted... A different party, either like uh, like a conservative party or uh, the New Democratic Party, and uh, at the the Liberals, which is Trudeau's party, uh, because they won in Quebec and Ontario. Basically, that was that's all they needed to do. It's so basically it's like it's, an electoral like, college type thing. Well, see, the electoral college, I believe, gives the smaller states a bit more power. So you got places like I think Wisconsin's pretty big, like not in population, but as far as electoral college seats. Sure. Um, so I think if we were to have that in Canada, it would have swung, I think, in the conservative direction. Interesting. But because... Now everyone's I, like, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you're a little <laughs> upset there, uh, but uh, it be okay. S- sorry get, your, get yourself a 10-pack of Timbits and a bag of milk and uh, <laughs> we'll have ourselves a hootenan, you know? <laughs> wow, we got all kinds of accents going on. Before we get any further, though, we do have to talk about our friends over at Divi. So you might have heard them uh, on our episode, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago now? Uh, Last week. Last Last week week with Chamber talking about Divi. They are sponsoring this episode. Divi is taking on the $700 billion remittances industry with its recent acquisition and rebranding of the fintech organization Redivi. This acquisition allows them to provide financial services, including bank account numbers, fiat on and off ramps, and crypto-based debit cards to people in 200 countries worldwide. Sign up to be the first in line for the debit card and smart wallet at wallet.diviproject.org. That sounds pretty cool, actually. It is pretty cool. I, I think some of the coolest parts about it, they have this uh, one-of-a-kind, one-click masternode. Um, we, we talked about it the other day with Nick. It's literally... The easiest, like, I mean, you know me, I'm not a very technical guy. I did happen to scrounge up enough Divi to get one of these uh, little master nodes. I have, I have one as well. We we went and got ourselves a little play master node here. Yeah, it. I mean, it was very easy to install. I, I, I was asking Nick the other day uh, when he was on the show, because when I started it up, uh, I hadn't spoken to him yet. And uh, I wasn't sure if I had to keep my computer on the whole time or what I could do. No, it's like store. It's like running the cloud, which is it's exactly cool. it. And and what Nick said is because it's in the cloud, your keys aren't in the cloud. They're just running it in the cloud, and so you you have control of your keys the entire time. So you can literally shut off your computer, or your laptop, and it's still collecting away. So uh, like what I'm going to do is kind of check it maybe once every week or once every couple of weeks, and and see what I've picked up. But it's it's really really cool. Uh, very simple to use. Um, this is actually my first ever master node. So yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I I don't know how difficult it is. I assume it's probably pretty difficult to set up a a a, a more standard master node. Uh, but I mean, that's definitely above my technical skill level. Yeah, and the other thing uh, that's cool is they are helping the unbanked and underbanked population of the world with SMS-based wallets. So, um, yeah, I saw them talking about this the other day. Basically, wallets on your smartphone, which is pretty cool. Um, even if you don't have a smartphone, uh, you can, can take control with your, of your finances with what they call a Divi SMS system. Um, and it's being pilot tested in a couple countries now, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, well, they're they're uh, very big in uh, Costa Rica right now. Um, they're they're actually putting some kids through school using their one click coffee initiative. So with every purchase made uh, at Divi Coffee. Um, the, any so any divvy that's spent there goes towards uh, materials, school supplies uh, that would otherwise be inaccessible for students in Costa Rica. That's so pretty cool. They're doing some pretty cool stuff because I I know it's because what I'll do is I'll check you know the cash tag for certain for certain coins and tokens and to kind of see you know what the what the feedback is on Twitter and, and stuff like that. And I know it's a huge uh, you know Spanish speaking population talking about it. So I, I did a little bit more investigating. That's where the the Costa Rica thing came into play. Awesome. Check them out, diviproject.org, which is pretty cool. And with that, we will get into some news. Chamber, where are we going first with news? Well, I'm going to start with uh, our friends. At least we have one friend. I say this all the time, but our friends at Morgan Creek Capital, we have... We have sure, one friend at have, Morgan Creek Capital. We, I, in my opinion, probably the best one, but... I, I agree. Know. I agree. Uh, so... Uh, no offense, uh, Pomp. Yeah. Pomp... He ignore, my, he's ignoring our requests. A hundred percent, yes. Respond <laughs> to my DMs and I'll put you on the top <laughs> list. But... Uh, my our friend Mark Yesko obviously also works there. Uh, he's very nice to us and responds and, and participates with us. So Pomp, you've been uh, put on. He blast. even invited me to. Uh, he invited us to a Notre Dame game. Oh, that's right. We should I definitely mean, take him up on that. We should. You we're only cu- we're like three quarters of the way through the season. We need to make a trip. And you know he's good for it. I feel oh, like I, that man, the man's a, a man of his word. So. Um, Morgan Creek Digital has so far raised $61 million for a second blockchain fund, uh, its target being $250 million total. Um, their first blockchain fund raised $40 million out of its target 25 So th- using that same math, uh, they're going to raise like $17 trillion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you, now, are we in agreement that Morgan Creek is kind of the leader in this type of... Oh yeah, I would yeah, say I mean, so. it's is I can't even think of another fund that's even in the conversation. They seem to be heads and shoulders above everybody else. You feel the same way? Yeah, I would I would say that's yeah, 100%. So it says I'm I'm on Mark Yesko's Twitter, our our good friend here. Yes. Uh, friend he of the show. He was retweeting a bunch of these yesterday with Yes, friend of the show. We need to take him up on the uh uh Notre Dame game invite. We're running out of time, Chamber. Yes, I know um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it it said uh, pension funds put fifty million into Morgan Creek's new blockchain fund, so um, they're going to be using this to obviously uh, invest in other crypto um, companies and things like that. So that's really great because that's going to keep uh, you know building the infrastructure of the space. And those guys, I think, uh, money's in good hands over there. Well, and they're they're also the type that are going to bring the the you know the big money into crypto. I think more so than most of the other projects that are out there uh and then obviously having a guy like pomp um being the advocate that he is and and you know going and doing the interviews i know mark does a ton of the interviews as well but having those faces come up regularly in syndicated news channels i think is is very key for mass adoption oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so i think uh i i think I'm glad to see these guys doing well. Um, again, just 
knowing knowing Mark, the uh, you know the little bit that we do seems just like a great guy. So always always love seeing good people, uh, you know, producing well in the space. So good good for them. Yeah, for sure. All right. So moving on here, uh, the thing that I've been loving to talk about lately, it seems like I talk about it every damn show, is Libra. Uh, <laughs> the blockcrypto.com. Uh, this is by Celia Wan. Uh, Zuckerberg, Facebook would leave Libra if U.S. regulators don't approve the po- project. So Zuckerberg, uh, was testifying this morning before the U.S. House Committee to address the lawmaker concerns around how the social network's planned crypto Libra would impact U.S. financial services and housing sectors. Um, So, you know, the big thing here has been Facebook has a tarnished reputation for protecting user privacy, um, misinformation, and then, you know, Several members of Congress have questioned Facebook's involvement in the Libra project and uh, because of that. So they're worried about, you know, privacy and of course, how yeah. it would be used and all of that. And Zuckerberg responded today and said, this is a quote, I feel like if or if I feel like Facebook can't be a part of it, then Facebook won't be a part of it, suggesting that Facebook may consider quitting the Libra Association if the project does not receive uh, approval from all relevant U.S. regulators. However, Zuckerberg also said that the Libra Association, an independent organization that leads the blockchain initiative, can still move forward with the project without Facebook. Um, so, you know, he's... I'm confused because I always thought Libra was the Facebook coin. You know what I mean? Like, well, wasn't it like secretly called Facebook coin for a while, like internally? I'm not sure if that is true or not, but I know it was being like, would uh, would Zuck also be a part of the project even if Facebook backed out? Well, that would be the question, right? Is is he still even a part of it if, uh, um, if Facebook? I fax out. You know what I mean. I mean, knowing robots the way I do, he used <laughs> he used words to try and hide some truths, and it sounds like he's saying, "Yeah, you know, Facebook won't be involved." Right, right. But Mark Zuckerberg will be involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know if you can separate the two. So he he also stressed here. He says that Libra is not trying to build a currency, but rather a payments system. Although the team has not quote, locked down how this is going to work. It's possible that Libra, Libra will be pegged to one fiat currency rather than a basket of currencies, said Zuckerberg. So originally reported that they were going to be tied to a basket of currencies and bonds and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Zuckerberg said prior to the hearing, uh, Facebook will not be part of the launch if the Libra system anywhere in the world unless oh it won't be part of the launch anywhere in the world if they're not up to u.s regulators standards so we could even be seeing facebook back out of libra which in my opinion if that happens it's never happening well yeah exactly so i don't know we'll see that is interesting so it actually takes me to my next news story um and i've been saying this for a very long time i you know i I don't understand why facebook just doesn't offer big like even if it was just bitcoin as an option and and take a fee cut on any transactions done within the the platform like i'm not a 
I'm not a, a, a web dev by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I have to imagine, <laughs> I mean, you know this, I don't have to explain <laughs> to you, uh, but I have to imagine there's a way to incorporate Bitcoin transactions within Facebook and have a fee charged for every transaction that Facebook could keep. You know what I mean? Like I understand they're in the business of making money, but they could bring they could bring Bitcoin into the fold and still profit off of it because our friends over at Coinbase have generated close to $2 billion in transaction fee revenue since 2012. Two billion. Wow, two billion. B -b billion. Yeah. Holy cow! Now we all know, you know, Coinbase fees are a little high. Uh, and very could, high. Yeah, we could, we could. There's no nothing stopping from Facebook doing the same freaking thing. Cash uh, app. You know what I mean? Uh, cash is ca app. Is Cash app uh, expensive or not? No, they're better, way better. Okay, but I'm cash assuming app. there's still a fee though, right? Uh, minimal compared to like, but I mean, enough to generate revenue is what I'm saying. Yes, but not nearly as right, much to like, feel like you're right. being highway robbed. Like, and uh, like I would have to imagine there's probably more Facebook users than Cash App users. Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a big fan? Cash, Cash App sponsored the show. <laughs> no, but they should. I've never used it. We can't use. We can't use it here in Canada. So I, I I've never used Cash App myself. Oh. Um, so I'll Cash go on app. with this article here out of <laughs> this uh, new segment brought to you by Cash App. Uh, <laughs> at a Vanity Fair summit in Los Angeles today, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, handsome devil, uh, confirmed that the exchange has been profitable. Confirmed since handsome devil? Kim said, I just confirmed it. He has the <laughs> same haircut I do. Uh, <laughs> he, he confirmed that, he, uh, that, that um, Coinbase has been profitable since 2017. Armstrong also noted that since launching in 2012, I didn't realize that they've been around that long, uh, Coinbase has generated nearly $2 billion in transaction fee revenue. Mo uh, this is, quote, most of these profits were uh, were." plowing back into the business to create new products, Armstrong said on stage at the summit. Uh, quote, I sort of think of us as an anti-unicorn unicorn. Dot, dot, uh, dot. What? I have no <laughs> idea what that means. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, an anti-unicorn unicorn. I want Is that just a to... corn or is that just like a horse? I think it's just a horse. Maybe I a zebra. an anti-unicorn unicorn is a horse. Right. It's the unicorn without the corn. Horn. Corn horn. <laughs> <laughs> I want Coinbase to be the company of a reputable, pardon me, not reputable. They don't want reputable. They want repeatable innovation. <laughs> uh, Coinbase was valued at $8 billion in its last funding round, raising money from investors including uh, Andreessen Horowitz, E Combinator, or Y Combinator, sorry, and Polychain Capital. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you, Am I crazy uh, to think that Facebook could do something like that um, and, and just take advantage of transaction fees? No, I don't think so. Right? I like, mean, I feel like that's in the realm of possibility. I just yeah, don't understand why, why they have to create their own token. You know, just just let's help push Bitcoin forward. Facebook would be a, a, a you know, a good, a good highway to do that on. Um, and they could still make money. So anyways, good for Coinbase uh, for making money. In this, <laughs> in this bear market <laughs> oh man and then the last thing we want to touch on here is obviously the uh market the price of bitcoin um how are you feeling today 
I was at maximum capacity for my regular job all day today, and I had about a five-minute break where I could check my phone, and I checked my uh, Delta app, and it was, I usually check my wallets, and then I happened to check Bitcoin as well. I'm like, it was dying down 9% at one point today. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. What, what's happening? Um, so, so it was at 8,000-ish this morning, 8,100 yeah. somewhere, uh, to a low of 7,450. Yeah, so it's uh, been pretty rough out there for a pimp, you know? Well, unless you're getting paid in Bitcoin, it's, it's a good time to get paid in Bitcoin now. That's I guess, fine. but if you've been getting paid yeah, in Bitcoin, so it wrecked so your good. day. Um, yeah, so uh, I think there was also some sort of record liquidations on BitMEX. Really? Too. Um, so th- was there any... Like uh, was between... There any- Oh my God! Between eight forty, oh my God! This chart. So somebody. So this is a chart from uh, Recto. is a is a data analysis, uh, and it looks at the derivative exchange Bitmax and saw over two hundred and five million dollars worth of XBT perpetual swap contracts liquidated. Whoa. Yes, as in automatically closed, as in see you later, bye-bye, Arthur Hayes has all your fucking money. (laughs) He's getting extra teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Why extra teeth? Yeah, he just keeps buying extra teeth with all your money, people. So here you go. This is a this is just a, a great chart that they're showing here. Uh at eight oh eight AM, four point two million dollars was liquidated. At eight ten AM, two point nine million dollars was liquidated. Ah, uh, wow, what a reprieve from then to eight forty one, where forty nine point nine million dollars was liquidated. <laughs> Followed by another $55.8 million liquidated at 8.42. And then, wow, you got a real break again from 8.43, only 4.6. But at 8.44, another $35.5 million was liquidated. smokes. So literally over the course of seven minutes here, um, you saw about $150 million worth of liquidations in eight minutes. <laughs> holy fuck i can just see arthur hayes smiling that's all i can picture in my head right now dude it's insanity that is something special uh, wow so uh hope i guess you were more, short i hope you were short. yeah um i guess moral of the story is uh be safe out there. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, Stop yeah. longing the corn. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what they say. I think that's what the kids say. Yeah, it says uh, never short or never long the Ponzi. That's right. Right. I think that's what it is. Um, but uh, that's I don't tough. know, man. That's Th- crazy. Was there any reasoning for the... like? I, I didn't see any... Some people were saying... I mean, one, I'm not one to believe that there always has to be a narrative behind these right. things. Um, you know, but some were saying that it had to do with what was going on in these Libra investi- or uh, testimony that, and everything. I could see. That I could see. That makes, but that it makes sense. But it has nothing to do with Bitcoin in, in particular. Well, we all know how sensitive the market is. Um, so even that, it's, it's cryptocurrency adjacent. Um, so maybe that has some effect 
I, I, I could see it, I guess. But you're right, though. I'm with you. I, I don't necessarily think there's a, a reason for every move up or down. Um, I know we've had a couple. We had some big up moves. Uh, and, you know, like, I mean, even at, from the start of the year to now, uh, we've had some pretty nice moves up. And I had trouble finding reasoning for that as well. Actually, I think some of it was due to Libra. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, originally the spike was <laughs> maybe, like, oh, okay, was. Libra. <laughs> All right, so well, maybe Libra does have something to do with this. Um, that's interesting, though. Um, are you, are, when, when's your buy level? Are you go, we're waiting for three, four grand again, or what? Uh, when, when are you going full, full, I don't know. I might, I might dabble a little around 65 if it gets there. I could see this being the bottom, too, but I'm I could not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to be all in here um, Mm -hmm. at this level, but like, you know, 68, 65 look okay. And then after that, you're in like the 55 area, in my opinion. And uh, nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) I'm by, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a buyer under six for sure. Um, Yeah. You know, look at us though. We've, we've come a long way. I know we would be buying every single dip. Uh, Absolutely. Now we're waiting like a couple of savvy veterans. Yep, that's it. We, uh, I think that's what we're called. Oh, now. we get that. Yeah, no. Well, you, we need that uh, that new Paul Rudd gif of uh, you know, who who'd have thought? Uh, who'd have thought? Not, not me. me. <laughs> did you see that? By the way, well, did you, uh, did you see the hot ones? ones? Yeah. No, I didn't. But I was actually just telling somebody about that show uh, the other day. But it was the best. It was one of the best interviews I've ever seen. Really? So it, it's funny. I was. Um, I forgot to mention on our recommendations for last episode, um, but that was going to be mine, was the, his new Netflix show. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's a TV uh, show, right? Not a movie? It's not a movie, right? It's a ten, uh, actually eight episode in the first season. It is called Living With Yourself, and it is Paul Rudd. And uh, I buzzed through it in like three days. So very good. It, yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it, and I, I will watch another season if, if there is one. I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. He seems, me too. He just seems like a genuinely nice guy. I, you know, Have you ever stuff. seen the... The first thing I ever saw Paul Rudd in was a YouTube video that he made. Uh, it's called Paul Rudd's Computer. No, I remember those. I, I'm sure I watched them. I, 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 remember, I remember Paul Rudd's Computer, though. Uh, well, I'm going to tweet it from our account. For anybody who hasn't seen it, it is what made me like Paul Rudd initially, and it's hilarious. So... <laughs> You don't remember Paul Rudd from Clueless and stuff? Not really. I mean, I mean, I remember him from that stuff, but like, he wasn't the focal point. Or know? like Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, like Wet Hot American Summer. I remember. I hated the remake, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, garbage, garbage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wet Hot American Summer was such a classic. That 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 um, that scene where they go where they leave the camp for the afternoon. Is maybe yeah. one of the one of the funniest comedic scenes. Like, uh, you know, it's it's yeah. Wet Hot American Summer is great. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's your, that, yeah. I remember Paul Rudd's computer. That's that's funny. I have to watch. I'll, I'll watch it if you tweet it. All right, I'll tweet it from our account. So. All right, and I'm, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch uh, living with living with myself. Oh, and to complete the recommendations, I watched the Breaking Bad movie last night, El Camino, that you had recommended the day before. Uh, and what's the verdict? I give it a, I'm saying a B to B plus. I forget what you gave it. I think I gave it a B plus. I'm going right up there. I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. 
it was good. I, it w- I just I, wish they would have gone like a little longer in the timeline after, you know? I agree. It felt all very immediate after all the stuff yes. that had happened. You know what I mean? I do know what so, you mean. Now, did you did you see what I saw when it came to like the flashbacks when he was like, I don't know, the guy is probably forty 100%. years old. One hundred percent. She right. Uh, my wife just goes, he got fat. <laughs> I, like he, like I feel like he's, and he's not, not fat. fat. No, yeah, but exactly. Like, you know, but his head looks like a Barry Bonds head. Uh, that's the only thing I can <laughs> yes. see. Like he looks like a Barry Bonds head. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's noticeable. <laughs> there was, <laughs> but he's got to be forty years old, right? Oh yeah, probably. And he was definitely at one point playing a scene where he was supposed to be, if right I'm being him. generous, twenty. Yeah, right, you know, exactly. half of his age. Um, but yeah, no, good. I'm glad. I um, I did watch. For those of you who are looking for something a little spooky uh, during the Halloween season, um, uh, there's a show that I've been watching called Channel Zero. Mm. Um, this is for kind of you know this is not for your. Uh, your your you know one off horror watcher. This is for serious horror fans. Um, it's pretty intense, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll you know I'll set you up that way. Not for everybody, but if you're a real horror fan, uh, I would I would highly recommend Channel Zero. What they do is they take. Uh, have, have you ever heard of creepy pastas? Do you know what these are? No. Okay. Um, I no. I'm not. I'm. It's more the youth, right? The, the the kids. The kids know what I'm talking about. I'm an old man, but I, I figured out what it was. So apparently, these creepy pastas are essentially online urban legends where people will create these fake stories that just kind of get retweet, uh, not retweeted, but like kind of reposted and 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 copied and pasted and 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 kind of you know spammed around a little bit, and it becomes this kind of like this urban legend. Um, Slender Man was a creepy pasta. If you're familiar mm, yes. with Slender Man, mm-hmm. like it's it's not a real story. It's somebody created this story and it and it kind of developed into this whole thing. Uh, so would this count as like? Um, do you remember that thing that they were saying was on all the kids' YouTube videos? Uh, Mo- Momo, Momo. Yeah, I I don't know the Momo thing too much, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because I'm pretty sure Momo was fabricated and it's fake. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so yes, it would be something like that. So they would take. For example, they'll they'll take the Momo story, which is you know, a five minute news article really, and they'll develop it into a season of a television show. So they take these different creepy pastas, um, and then they'll develop the f- the first season's my favorite one. I just watched the fourth season, which was probably the second best one, but the first one's very good. Um, if you're familiar with the Crystal Cove uh, creepy pasta, it's it's very good. It's about like a um, these kids that would see this like creepy remember back in the 80s like weird tv kids tv shows were like kind of creepy you know what i mean like in general yeah so it's it's kind of taking that you know taking that theme and creating this even creepier kids tv show that these kids used to watch in the late late 80s early 90s and then it turns out that you know the parents are like yeah you guys are just sitting in front of this blank tv and you know pretend it was cute and they're like no, no no that was a real show and it was it was good so um i won't i won't give up too much more but i i highly recommend if you're a true horror fan uh like don't mind a little bit of gore um like you know some real good scares channel zero is my recommendation very interesting i will um so that's gonna that's actually a really good segue into uh what we're going to do here next but before we get there i want to ask you if you've heard of this so i saw something on facebook today that 
the the headline was like this um this haunted house will pay you twenty thousand dollars if you get through the whole thing and so i clicked on the article i was very interested intrigued to see what was what it was have you ever heard of something called mckamey manor no I feel like you're going to go down a crazy rabbit hole. I'm already excited. I'm (laughs) half-masked as we speak. (laughs) So I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, what could this possibly be like? And Sorry, what's it called again? I'm I'm Googling it now. McKamey, M-C-K-A-M-E-Y Manor. There it is. And it is essentially, apparently, you need to sign a 40-page... A 40-page waiver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes up. It says McKamey Manor waiver is the first thing that pops up when you yep. Google it. There's another one that says scariest haunted house in the U.S. requires 40-page waiver, doctor's note, and a safe word. Um, so I immediately was really like intrigued by this. And so I just started looking for more articles. And there's this. Uh, right on the article that I was looking at, there was a YouTube video of essentially all the people that have tapped out of of this haunted house. And so I was like, this is weird. And the video is kind of like the end of it for whoever is doing it. They have to say their name and this like safe phrase. And then the guy who like runs it is... I mean, he's like, he comes off like a complete psycho to me. And so I was reading more into it and I like went down a rabbit hole and it's like these, it's basically, it's not really a haunted house. It's almost like paid, it's almost like uh, consensual torture. (laughs) And so like he, this guy basically tortures you until you can't take anymore and you tap out. I saw a documentary maybe a couple years ago at the most about these types of, of haunted houses that people kind of get these, these extreme haunted houses. And I'm now that you're mentioning it, uh, it's probably one that was on there. Uh, was the play, was the thing called haunted? Maybe. So apparently there's right. a documentary called haunted that, uh, basically was set out to be a, um, like, to go and document a bunch of these places, but ended up basically being like a character story on this guy. Cause he's yeah. a fucking crazy person. Yeah. That's right. And his name is Russ McCamey. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Like I was reading people's stories and like, there's like, I don't know. It's really weird to me. I, I, there's like rumors that there's rumors that he videotapes everything and like live streams it to, uh, like high roller places in Las Vegas, and people wager on who ta- like when they're gonna tap out. It's like really crazy stuff. That's the kind of gambling I can get behind, dude. I'm telling you, you're gonna go and jump down a rabbit hole after this, and so you're gonna now, go. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't like these types of things. In, no, I movie. would never do it. I, I'm a big horror movie guy. I love scary stuff. But these haunted houses, like even the ones like we we go to Niagara Falls, you know, maybe once a year kind of thing. And um, they'll have these. There's this. There's this street in Niagara Falls here in Canada. Um, that's kind of this tourist attraction. And they have. I think they have like three or four, maybe even five of these haunted houses. And they're pretty good. I mean, they're not. They're not this level. 
but they're like good haunted houses. Uh, and I don't even like those ones. Like I, 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 I right. push people out of the way, and you know, I, I run if people start chasing me. Like I know it's, I know it's fake, but I, I still don't like it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this is seems super intense but i have noticed that people have been stepping up their game with these type of things um and yeah we yeah not for me not for me i'm not i'm not that twisted yeah it's pretty insane so um but so check it out if you're i I think you would find some interest in like the if i could bet if i could bet on some of these people like that i i could see that i like in i like watching other people suffer and then, no <laughs> and then betting on it um, no way that, no, that i'd be into that <laughs> all right so speaking of this this is where we're going with this we are going to do a draft here and the draft is biggest fears so we're going spooky here because apparently part of this thing is uh the guy um you know, asks you what all your biggest fears are and all of that kind of stuff, and then tailors everything to to you. Really? You know I mean? Yeah. So I would. I'm like, I'm like, like, scared of, fi- I'm scared of. Yeah. Scared of teddy bears and uh... <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> really good looking women. Very frightened of them. Uh... <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. Exactly. So, all right. I'm gonna let you go first. You want to do three or four? Um, let's do three. And then if I think of a fourth one, maybe we're going to add a fourth one. Now we were talking before the show. Um, do we want to do our own fears and see who has the best fears or are we going to pander to the crowd and just pick the worst? Well, fears? I have a feeling mine probably won't be far off from, right. I feel mine same. aren't either. I think we should go with our own fears and see who has the more, you know what I mean? The more standard fears, I guess. Okay. What do you think? You want to do that? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Because, yeah, I want to I want to talk about some of my actual fears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, you're going to go me, first? I'll go first? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm extremely terrified by the thought of aliens and alien abductions. Uh, that, as a child, I used what? to be... What? You do not sound like a person that would be afraid of that out of everything out of like uh, you know the bigfoot stuff and you know all the horror movies i watch i was never scared of freddy i was never scared of jason um do you remember the movie fire in the sky it came out in the 90s and it was a no. it was based on a true story and it was about a f- alien abduction that happened in a west coast somewhere uh in north america and it was like based on a true story and the guy took lie detector tests and like it's fucking scary and the people that are listening now that know the movie know exactly what i'm talking about it is terrifying i watched that at a pretty young age maybe i was like eight or nine and um that combined with um uh not unexplained mysteries um what was the one with robert stack unsolved mysteries uh, mm-hmm. That theme song, Unsolved Mysteries, there was sometimes aliens on that. But the idea of like aliens kind of just popping up, like the, the the typical like abduction is like you look and then there's like all of a sudden there's aliens in your bedroom and, you know, and next thing you know, you're in a spaceship and then next thing you know, you're back in your room, your butt hurts and your PJs are on inside out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's your biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, that is my biggest fear is aliens. Yeah, you know what? The butt stuff's fine. I don't mind. It's it's really the unknown. Just don't come into my house without knocking, essentially. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, alien, alien abduction would be my, my greatest fear. 
Interesting. That uh, so I'm going with one that's far more common. So you have what? Alien abduction is one. Yeah, I'm aliens. About? Alien abduction. We'll, we'll 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 give it a couple of. When we have pomp on, he's gonna rip you a new one. Oh, is he what? What is he? Pro alien? Oh yeah, big alien guy. Like every podcast, he asks if people believe in aliens. So yeah, like that's the thing. Like I would say, like I, my daughter asked me the other day. She's like, "Are aliens real?" And I said, "Yes," but I don't think they come to Earth. I think, and I was explaining to her, I'm like, yeah, there's probably like, you know, millions of planets that have, you know, quote unquote aliens on aliens could be as simple as like a microscopic bug or, you know, something more superior than humans. Uh, but yeah, I said, you know, I do believe that on other planets there are life forms in other galaxies, but I'm like, I don't know if necessarily they're flying their spaceships to Earth. So that was my answer to her. All right. Are you, so are you, are you an alien guy? Like, do you believe a. Uh, so I'm not sure I believe in all that stuff. So my um, like the my visiting part, one, or just in general, like you're like just even that they exist. Even I'm they sure exist. They do, but like I'm sure they do. But like I'm just going on an odds basis. Like the odds. Yeah, are, the odds are probably that. Yeah, they exist, exactly. Right. Yeah, um, I'm somewhere, and I, you know, but I, I don't know. It doesn't concern me really. <laughs> so, okay, it doesn't like, keep you up at night. No, exactly. Not, so I'm going of a with a much more common fear. I think all right. so. This is called acrophobia. It is the fear of heights. So I am a I am pretty terrified of like extreme heights if I don't have I don't know a secure surrounding, I guess. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I oh, know I hear you. Yeah, so like I, I'm not a fan of heights myself either. It's so not that bad like for me, but it's one of the ones that is, you know, gets me. No, I'm with you. Uh, I I don't like. Uh, I have a two story house, and uh, I and you I only ha- go on the first floor. <laughs> yeah, I only. Yeah, I don't even know what's upstairs. Um, <laughs> no, but I hire um, like a company that comes and put Christmas lights on my house because I won't take <laughs> I won't take a ladder. That's way too high. It's nice. two stories. It's way too high. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to slip and fall. Like, yeah, I'm very scared. I I don't like heights myself. All right, we got right, my, aliens my, and heights. My, my second one, um, it's probably spiders. Um, wow. Like, okay. Yeah, like pretty, like even, you know, I would say if a spider is bigger than like a inch in like diameter is a diameter i don't know if i'm getting these measurements correct but like you know if it's bigger than a quarter essentially um i'm i'm usually paralyzed with fear uh i I have trouble yeah i have trouble attacking them and i feel they move too fast and yeah anything greater than a quarter in size mm -mm, get out of get out of here Hmm. interesting so um what am i going with here so uh you ever watch the arachnophobia series i have never watched arachnophobia Hmm. maybe because i have it i'm not sure no i don't think i have so i'm going with one that i don't have particularly Mm -hmm. but i've seen somebody have this and it is fascinating to me and it goes even farther than just this um and it is Trixodectophobia. Are you Do kidding you know me right now? Do you know is what that is? Do you know that what we, is? that what we were talking about the other day off air? Uh, no, that's not. The, oh, that, okay. that, that's something else, but I have, I, I wasn't going to go there. Before you're, you're triggering me, man. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> the, right. This is the fear of the number 13. Okay. Um, 
and yeah, you don't you're saying you don't have that fear though i don't have it but i've i know somebody who has it and like really they're even so bad as that like they don't like odd numbers is so it it's an almost old like person a, no it's somebody younger than i am actually really yeah that's interesting i i and it's a physical reaction to the yeah. these numbers. Interesting. Uh-huh. I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, now, I was actually, like, uh, 13 was my number growing up. So it's my baseball. Oh, wow. So you're the opposite of this. Yeah, no, 13, I, I was I was always a contrarian. Um, so everybody would always say, you know, 13 is bad luck. And I'm like, well, 13 is my number now. So, yeah, for baseball, basketball, uh, I, I'd always wear 13. All right, you're up. And, okay, so I'm up. I guess I'm going to go. I don't know. If, did we talk about this on the show? what my the, my, the one that we, yeah. we were just no we did not so i don't know what it's called uh i don't even want i can Goog- tell you what yeah, it's called. i don't even want to google it because it affects me it's uh, called it's called try it's called tripop tripophobia t-r-y-p-o-phobia tripophobia <laughs> okay so essentially what it is is like a f- I, I guess it's a fear of like um multiple holes together I think it's technically, or like the lack of unusual pattern, like yeah. an unusual hole type pattern. Right. So I, I see it a lot in like uh, like flowers. Like once a flower blooms and it loses its leaves, sometimes you get like a leftover kind of husk where it's. Well, it's, the, when we started talking about it, it, was because I got the new iPhone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a lot of yeah. That's where that's where it came up. Uh, so like you know, new iPhone and stuff doesn't bother me that much. But I'll see a picture of like these you know certain things like it could be a, a, a like i said it could be a flower could be like a, a a skin like a skin problem where it ugh, anyways i don't want to talk about it. it's gross but what's it how do i spell that properly tight <laughs> t-r-y-p-o-phobia ugh. tripophobia mm-hmm. and if anybody has it they'll know exactly what i'm talking about it's it really gives you the heebie-jeebies it's it's very gross for me at least so <laughs> all right the last one i'm going with here is um i don't i mean this i'm going with like i don't know if i should go with like straight up claustrophobia or if i should go with like being buried alive i think that's okay i think those are think two different things they are i'm going with buried alive buried alive all right don't you think? I don't know. I'm always thinking I could dig myself out of it. No way. No, the little fingernails get going. Like obviously, no way. Dude. No, especially like what if you were? What if you were like in a coffin? In a cask, right? Yeah, obviously, you're not getting out of that. <laughs> uh, but what if it was just straight dirt? Just straight dirt. I don't think, you think well, you but get? like you may not ever be like well, you may be passed out. That's and then what <laughs> you know you like come to and you're. Like, I it, I think it'd be too heavy on you if you're on like a real size. So break. that's a real. That's a real fear for you. So you would yeah, I would the be movie. So you should watch the movie based on your buried fear. alive. No, not buried <laughs> alive. Buried alive is okay, uh, but you should watch the movie. It's more of a claustrophobia move, like fear. Um, but uh, the movie The Descent. I don't know if you've seen this oh, yet. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Uh, yeah, it's a top horror movie. But it, it they're they're spelunkers. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, and they they get into these caves and get stuck. It's it's a whole thing. And there's some there's a twist to it too, so it's a very good for the people that have seen it. Uh, they know what I'm talking about. Um, Sounds hot. 
That's, that's gonna do it for us. You have you have aliens, spiders, and trypophobia, yep. and I have heights, trixodecophobia, which is the fear of thirteen and numbers, and buried alive. I like it. There's some good fears. Good fears. Uh, some scary fears. Have you ever like uh, we were talking before? Did you ever have uh, like recurring nightmares as a kid or anything like that? Uh, no, but a couple times i've had and this is even recently where like i've had like a bad dream yeah and uh and then like you wake up and you're like all right dream's over and you fall back asleep and you're like right where the back dream in the dream up. yeah i fucking oh, hate that really i that oh i hate that i feel like that hasn't happened to me i used to have um well as a kid i used to have a recurring nightmare and i'm sure anybody with any technical savvy will be able to uh mess with me on this one uh was i i had a fear of being chased by the count from sesame street on a bicycle one, uh, yeah uh, uh, on two. a bicycle <laughs> uh, he was sorry on a bicycle and on this bicycle there was a basket on the front and elmo was in the basket and they were both <laughs> chasing me and then i'm like i'm stuck in like you know i, I can't run you kind of like that that quick sandy dream running where you can't really run and I would have that dream like fairly often as a kid. And it used to terrify me. Wow. Yeah, That's so. pretty intense. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like, don't get me wrong. I love the count today. Count, I'm going to find count. a like a, a gif of the count <laughs> riding a bicycle with Elmo in the back. And you're going to It's impossible. Out. I looked. I imagined this myself. So this happened only in my mind. So I, I don't think there is... <laughs> But I bet there is. There's the, been so many Sesame Street episodes. There's got to be one where someone's like, hey. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Count terrorizes children on a bicycle with <laughs> Uh Oh, guess what? I just successfully deployed my master node. Boom. Done. Nice. Look at that. Done one sure. click. There was. It was one click, and it just went. It was probably done way longer than this while I was talking in the back. But sweet, sounds Fair good. Time. So yeah. again, check out Divi. Check <laughs> out Divi. One click master notes. Um, that's it, we, right? Did, no, we got to give you rankings on the. Oh, on the, oh yeah. Okay. We didn't last time, so we should do that real quick. So the ca- the candy rankings from last time. I have chambers here in order, and then I will give you mine. Not not they don't deviate too much from his. So chambers were Wonder Bar, Coffee Crisp, Crispy Crunch, Caramel, Kit Kat, Smarties, Arrow, and Mr. Big. Mine, I had I had a couple swap places here. So the top four of yours swapped places. Um, pretty nicely so coffee crisp was my number one nice over wonder bar nice. uh which was your number one um i just swapped the one and two for there so i went okay. wonder bar number two yep yeah then you had crispy crunch number uh three yeah i actually went with caramel as a simple uh, just nice. a simple number yep. three uh and then crispy crunch number four so oh, we have geez. the same top four just in different orders um my five and six are the same as yours so that would be kit kat and mm-hmm. then smarties okay um i just felt like i couldn't put kit kat any lower than five I agree. because it's a staple and i already know it you know what i right. mean but if i was ranking just the canadianness of it it would be a lot lower because right. to me it's not pure Canadian, you know? No, no, I agree. So it could be either five 
or eight. So depending That's on which ranking system you're looking at, you know, <laughs> on, on just the just candy a metric itself, system ranking, <laughs> just the candy itself, it's a five. If it's the Canadian candy, it would be eight. So, right. um, but I'm going on the candy, uh, the merit of the candy itself in to weigh into it. So Kit Kat number five, Smarties number six, and then I swapped your seven and eight. You had Arrow as seven and Mr. Big as eight. I went the opposite way. I had Mr. Big as seven and Arrow, the air chocolate, as eight. <laughs> and, uh, my wife was defending it. Uh, last night because I was telling her we were we were last episode we were we were really giving it to Arrow uh, <laughs> and, she, and she had some defensible uh, you know facts for Arrow. Oh, what did she say? Uh, and I can't think of them now, but uh, well, she'll I'm sure if we tweet it out, she'll defend Arrow um, on Twitter because um, she was she was she's a big fan of Arrow. Um, I think I don't know if she said they melt, but I don't know. She has she has some reasoning. Interesting. But we'll I'd we'll, be tw- we'll tweet out. Yeah, we'll tweet out our, our, our rankings, and I'm sure I'm sure she'll give her two cents. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Let's land this bird. <laughs> for, <laughs> for Crypto Chamber, I am Bunchu. We will be back next week with at least one guest, right? Yeah, maybe two. Who knows? Maybe we'll two. But should we reveal? One, is a re- one will now be a recurring guest. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's let's review it. Who 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 we have on on? Well, we are going to have, I believe, next for next Tuesday's show, the great, not so fast, uh, Erecti Award winning <laughs> recurring Ooh, guest. That's right. He for is Auntie Elaine, Erecti Award winner. Uh, not so fast. <laughs> will be joining us on Tuesday's show. One so the, that's one of my favorite episodes. It was such a great one. So uh, stay tuned for that. But that's about it. Other than that, uh, leave us some five star reviews. We're doing some merch giveaway. Yes. So go leave us a review. We've gotten some back already. We're gonna yes, give we away. Have. We're gonna give away one, one piece of merch for every ten reviews we get. Oh man, we need we need to get out there and get some reviews. It helps the show stay relevant in the rankings, which is hard to do, but we appreciate it and we will be giving away some merch. So, uh go give us a review even if uh, even if you write bad things about us in the box, just give us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a reasonable uh, request. Yeah, call us all the names you want in the in the actual text. <laughs> but that's it. Until next time, don't get wrecked and that is financial advice.